while you okay it's already recording okay, all right greetings mind of the people. mannequins yes mind part of the preposterous preposterous <laughs> positively covid covid covidosity the covid yeah. covenant we are the preposterists okay i we'll we'll get to that towards the end we have to we have to establish the coalition oh my god of preposterous preposterists okay and we yeah and surrealists we're cops (laughs) okay preposterous preposterous. you know i was by the way folks like man to the mannequin on facebook and YouTube. What's and that? Twitter. Twitter. On Twitter, it's Mind oh, Manic Mankins with a K. Oh, man. <laughs> I said too much. <sighs> Whoa. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah. Want yeah. Would, yeah. I want to be able to get uh, Joe to do the... Um, uh, the Mind the, of the Mannequin. The Mind of the Mannequin. Um, Red, jo- uh, Red, Candle? Yeah. You, you know yeah, that that's yeah. where... That's yeah. where the li- the, yeah. That's have, where we got the... The only the thing I remember about him is the lizard imitation. Oh no! He human, did the, the human the lizard was just blew me away as it warped. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, you know, uh, he's like a major influence. I, you know, uh, a, a good friend of mine from high school years. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. Let's talk about what we left off. We're talking about the Joker. Right. Wait a minute. Time out. Okay, time. Time out. We can't do any of that until we do what we originally said we were gonna do. We need to give a tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Oh. Eddie, okay, we'll start with Eddie Van Halen. Eddie we lost, Van Halen. We lost a rock legend from our era. And for the youth out there, you guys don't know what you just lost. He influenced a generation of people and invented a whole new way to play a guitar. Yep. When he, he played came his around, own way. He did he it. He played his own way and yeah. it revolutionized. I mean, a lot of people have done things on guitars, but the things that he did on a guitar were not thought possible, which shows you that the laws of physics can change. Yes, they can. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen. I appreciate his uh, his dedication to the instrument. He was a uh, he was a virtuoso. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, oh, he was. Yeah. I like his origin story. The you know because his his father owned a record appliance store. Similar. That's kind of where they got the the uh, Tom Hanks got the. Um, the original idea for uh, that thing you do, the appliance store scene. Yep. That's Van Halen brothers got their start this out. in their dad's appliance store. There's Music. a lot of parallel between my history and Eddie Van Halen's history, only not not exactly on the same timeline. It's both dated Eddie the Van same Halen, women. all the Van Halens, they all went, and everybody in the band, I believe, went to Pasadena College. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I went to Pasadena yeah, they're, they're, and they're guess what, Valley Boys. Guess what? Guess what job Eddie Van Halen had while he was going to college? He worked delivering in Rock News. No, he was delivering L.A. Times, just like I did. Okay. Okay. Oh, the have, no, now, since he was Pasadena, probably worked for a different hub. But uh, you know, it's a small society, so. <laughs> yeah, he was playing. Um, Van Halen was playing in the um, er, in the early 70s at the um, yeah. at the Star at the yeah. Star 
I got I got COVID espresso here. Go ahead. Oh, I remember when they came out because I was just coming off of listening to original Elton John. Uh huh. And I before his voice started changing and everything started changing about him, and I had started listening to Queen, and then all of a sudden here comes this Van Halen with this just insane music, but this raspy guitar singer that just you know, David yep. Lee Roth. It's like, ooh, it, it, I didn't like it at first. I didn't I like it at back. first either. I, I, had, I had to well, develop I was, a pace for it. I was the same way about. I was the same way about ACDC. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I had to go back to it because everybody's got to. You got to listen to these guys. And it then was a. It once, was. Yeah. It was a cool niche. And then, and then I once because it, MTV hadn't started yet. Oh. When they did uh, Diver Down and all that, you know, it's like, okay. I So I started listening to the music. And then when I heard the guitar playing, it's like, holy crap, how is he doing that? And back then, we couldn't we, we couldn't see how you did it. Right. But, you know, you didn't see it. And then MTV came along, you know, and you didn't really see anything until they produced 1984. That blew right. my mind. Hot for Teacher, yeah. Jump. You know, and then you saw Panama. the stage. Panama you saw was... Panama, but you saw the stage performance of the lead singer, and then the solos of both of, of uh, Eddie and Alex. Just wow. David Lee Roth was actually a very accomplished kung fu practitioner. That's yeah, why he had those kicks and those moves. Yeah, that's what that's and that's what sold it for me is that he yep. was a showman. Yeah. And oh, he, he was knows, definitely he a was the showman. He was a frontman. He was that was to me turned me around to that band. They were they were the they, them and ACDC were the prolific party bands. They started yeah. that party kind of you know well, rock and roll. Like I was you know? explaining before, but you know, on the last thing is that you know I got so heavy into Pink Floyd and Pink Floyd. They they that's why they had Lazarium and you know right. They didn't have lead singers that came out to a microphone and you looked at them. The, everybody who just sat and did their instruments and you looked at the whole another psychedelic world that they yeah, did. Yeah, that's what, that and that's what, that's what started me and my journey. It's like, I want to do that. You know, I want to do laserium and lights and stuff. You know, yep. like, I, I don't particularly like to look. My mom said at one time, I like the way they sing, but I can't watch them perform. Right. And that's a lot of people, you know, yep. Celine Dion smacking her chest, you know, and there's right. a microphone. Technician's worst nightmare. Don't yep. do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're wearing headphones, you, oh, you just pop my eardrum, you know. See, uh, you would be very surprised how good not, the, the headphones are. I'm, I'm not put down Celine Dion. She's got a beautiful no, voice, no, no. left voice, but can't watch her sing. <laughs> yeah. The wireless, the wireless headset. Um, Microphone technology now is so excellent. Um, yeah. You know. You're right back. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. And and um, and uh, if, if you get the top of the line stuff, I, I worked with um, when I uh, uh, when I worked at the uh, the place that I work at dealing with um, kids with autism, um, and we did we did school musicals. Um, I um, I we had to hire. I we had to basically rent um, top notch stuff. You know um, because. Good question for you. Sure. Since you're working with autism kids, and I have an autism child in my family, my granddaughter, oh. step-granddaughter, and 
she is like three grades ahead of my other granddaughter who is two years younger mm-hmm. and i've learned a lot that i was just naive sure. about the subject matter yeah that and you can validate this or not but autistic children um excel in the music in math yeah. in the arts. Teaching, yeah, the arts because they focus and in outside distractions they, they learn to block it out where the average person like you know sure will get sidetracked and they can focus and come up with some incredible things and learn it and remember it yeah the uh, yeah the uh, well I, I'll, I'm, I'm not going to make any general I'll just make generalizations is that usually um, the, uh, the autistic kids autistic kids are um, usually um, they excel in the arts whether it be art you know drawing um, yeah. music and um, and writing um, but they w- what they need help on is social skills in other words they yeah. don't know how to yeah. um, deal in society for instance um, well, well we figured that out about you yeah. that's why we never pointed well, you at no, the uh, stage you know hey <laughs> you, you had your fair share of moments Stevie. where you got scared by a crowd and ran out of the stage oh man so uh, we stopped the we same insane look at the wall the look at the society. wall don't look that way yeah. look at the wall yeah don't look at the people the lights aren't bright enough don't look you'd get one look no i can't do it tell you something. you're gone the best and yeah. uh, and i enjoyed i enjoyed doing limited you know the sound for their musicals you know their i wanted to make their performance the best and they did a great job um oh, cool. yeah you know they did let me see when I, I i the only thing i i i got the best equipment i could get for them um you know for the for the head you know for the uh, um the headset microphones the kind you you tape onto the face you know for um, um for the musical theater you know what i'm trying to say for theater yeah so they would get yeah. uh, they would get the tape and you would have the thing pulled down right here. And basically, um, uh, so, you know, just get them the best performance. And, and it, it was hard because it was a lot of times there was money involved, you know, where we had we had a limited budget where I wish we would have had instead of uh, six microphones. I wish, wish we had eight or 12. But, uh, you know, they were really good. There was we rented them. We didn't buy them. We rented them. Man, he's going to. Okay, I'd better be careful because I'm outside. Yeah. So it's my voice is echoing. I don't know who's here. So uh you never know who's there. Yeah. yeah. Hello everyone. I'm outside. So anyways, uh so anyway, that's um did you know, now check this out, did you know that Eddie Van Halen and Brian May got together and did a project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted, I posted that project. on, uh, I posted that today, the yep. video, the yep. project, yeah. Starfleet, what? well, yeah. I posted, yeah. I posted, I, I posted uh, they did a blues, a blues thing together. Yeah. And then they, uh, they did the, the song Starfleet, which was Seriously, about. That, that, that really bummed me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really did. But I mean. The thing is, is that. After they jammed together, you listen to the stuff they did afterward. Brian May started employing more hammer-on technique. Oh yeah. And and Eddie well, started more harmonizing every, on the you, guitar. You learn from your peers. Mm-hmm. That's just a given. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're a moron. Other. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. You like for instance when uh, uh, it, that that hammer-on technique. Um, I guess who actually was really the first one to develop it, but it was it it was. It was it was Emma Chapman. 
No, actually. Probably goes back way, way farther than that. It goes back to the 50s. Oh, I didn't know that. Emmett. Yes. It goes back to the 50s. Martin McFly did it in the movie. I seen it. 1955, November. No, no, no. I forgot. I forgot the name of the guitarist. Um, I forgot the name of the guitarist. He is a jazz guitarist, and he there was one that was was really big on doing octaves. He did. Uh, I bet you. I bet you it went, went way back to the Delta Blues back in the 30s, if anything. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. The only because one, that's that's oh, where all the stuff got started, and it didn't yeah, come however, out. Let me explain to you though that the 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 hammer on has to be. Newer than it, it can't go too far back because yeah it, because of the last fall well so they yeah mentioned the electric guitar because of the electric pickups and that, it, that the guitar became more sensitive I think yeah. the, I think the uh, Les Paul and um and the guys who uh, who's the guy who created um Strat I mean oh, man those geniuses you um, know 57 Strat I mean and the, the I'm Les looking Paul. right now who really invented the tapping technique. Put it like that. Oh, no. No. <laughs> you know who was? You know who else was really good at the tap technique? Steve Hackett. You know, I can't believe you just mentioned him because um, you mentioned a a solo between, I mean, a um, an album with um, uh, Van Halen and uh, Brian May. Um, guess who did a, 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 an album? It was uh, Steve Howe and Steve Hackett. Mm, oh yeah, that's right. It's called GTR. Uh, yeah. it, it was pretty damn good. I, I I was so happy that in the first podcast you you mentioned Rick Waitman because he doesn't get enough credit. Oh shit! Because um, oh, God, Jerry I mean, to the center, Jerry to the center of the earth. It was mind boggling. That you, was the yeah. second album I learned or heard after yeah, I was telling Johnny that I was introduced in 1970 whatever. By my sister, because I used to sneak in and, you know, I had Disney records, a little 45s, you know, as a kid. But my sisters both had these footstools full of records. And my one sister was classical music, Beethoven, Bach and all that, sure. Chopin, whatever. And my other sister was into rock and roll. And, of course, younger brother, stand in my room. It's like, whatever. And she came, she goes, if you really want to listen to some music, listen to this. And she, she puts it in front of me, Edgar Winter. Franken, Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. See, I go, what the fuck is this? And I Eddie, put it on. And I was like, oh, that opened my whole. And then she gave introduced me, of course, to Elton John. You know, this is long before you know any of the secrets about him came out. So, yep. and you know, we're talking 1972, 73. Yep. And it's like, I'm listening to all this stuff, and that's why I was made fun of Johnny about you know Bay City Rollers. That's what everybody was listening to, Donnie and Marie. Right. Uh, the Jackson I, I used to watch the show. <laughs> well, the Jackson says, too. yeah, yeah. The um, it was and, interesting. And the Brady Bunch. Oh, the Brady Bunch. Well, you know, they they, they had. Okay, I think that um, in terms of another a, a couple of duet that I really Rick, Rick, Rick Wakeman though that was. Oh, yeah. Rick Wakeman. I mean, I there was a, a there's always been a battle between between Rick Wakeman and Keith Emerson, and um, because they're both at the same level, right? The only the only thing the reason why I'm glad you brought this up is because the reason why I like Wakeman a little higher is because of his interaction with Steve Howe, just yeah. way, the way of my, my interaction with Johnny. Oh yes. See, you see, like for instance, Keith Emerson okay. is 
is a um, a virtuoso keyboardist, and ELP is a trio. Is a trio. The reason why yeah. I like Yes better is because um, um, who? Uh, uh, yes, I mean I, I like Yes a little who? better. <laughs> yes, yes, the band Yes. Um, I liked them better because I liked the interaction between uh, Rick Wakeman and Steve Howe. How they would trade off and do stuff over, you know, um, these insane harmonies. And that was it, it, the first time I ever heard um, the, the, the band, I mean, the album Tormato. I, I mentioned that. Yeah, that's right. The, the, very, okay. first, the very first the, the third, The third album I was introduced was Emerson, yeah. Lake, and Palmer's Works album. Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. That was the whole gamut. Yeah. And then a 17-minute 17, 17 version of a song called Pirates yeah, that yeah. I saw in concert with two cannons on stage. Sure. That just... Yeah, like, he was... Oh, yeah. Keith, yeah. that's the only reason why I liked um, when I, yes, um, that band Tormato with Yes, I go, I never heard anything. This I, I First I go to my friend Dan, I go, is this rock and roll? I go, I've never heard anything like this. It was, um, it, it was, um, uh, it was really nuts. And um, that's what, I, I like the interaction between Rick Wakeman and Steve Howe. For instance, <laughs> Carl Palmer is a phenomenal bass player, and he's a really good guitar player, but he's not a... And Eddie Van Halen or Steve Howe or a, you know, he's not a Brian what May. Was, he's like, what was sad about Carl that Palmer time. was a drummer, dude. Yeah. yeah was, uh, that's what I'm getting to right now. <laughs> was, <laughs> is I had heard that and Great. that influenced me. That's a good, to, that's good Apple Teeny you got going there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That influenced me to become, I was originally a drummer. In seventh grade, I, want, I wanted to be a drummer and went to the music store. My brother was a, a year ahead of me. He was in marching band, played trumpet, and my sister played the clarinet. I got, I'm not marching, first of all. I want to drum. I want Because I've been listening to these rock albums. I'm not playing that other band music. And I'm not wearing a uniform. No way. Still won't. Um, <laughs> but actually, you know, the, so I, became, I got a drum. And I used to have to lug that thing to school. I hated that. I was like, I used to try to find places to hide it, you know, along the way, my walking route, you know, it seemed like two miles in the snow in the winter. Um, but yeah, I had a drum. And then finally, you know, my sister had a guitar and she wanted to learn like Joni Mitchell, folk music, you know, stuff like that. Crosby, Stills and Nash. So I was listening to all these different music, and I go, why aren't you playing that guitar? You wanted to learn it, and she just never picked it up. That I finally, that was the guitar that when I met Johnny, it's like I was 21 when she finally, are you ever going to play that thing? Can I have it? And no, I was 18 when she gave that to me, and I started learning Willie Nelson songs because it was the turn of the 80s, and the 70s music was being fizzled out. They were being pushed out. Because the whole market was changing to open up for this new MTV thing, which Mike Nesmith is responsible for, by the way. Elephant parts. Hello yeah. there. <laughs> Elephant parts. I said hi to your dog. <laughs> There's a dog out here. Oh, Hello. You know about that. He's uh, Mike Nesmith. Yeah. Hello. Okay. No, no, no. Don't know that about that. Yeah. Don't want to drink that. It's it's interesting about about Have the monkeys. You know, they were picked as, you know, hand-picked for a TV show to imitate the Beatles. But, you know, they picked, actually, Peter Tork came from Greenwich Village with with Stephen Stills. That did it. Go ahead. The the dog wanted to drink my my martini. (laughs) Well, the dog would get toasted. 
Um, no, no, hey, the, check it out. You know, monkeys, you know what's I like funny the about this? I, 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 their songs were great. I, I, I um, they're one of my favorite bands. I check this out. Yeah. Check this out. You were saying, I, you know, you were saying that you were playing drums, but then you picked yeah. the guitar. Well, you know that Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen actually switched. Eddie was the drummer and Alex yeah. was a guitar player. Yeah, that's but exactly what happened. I guess Alex Here's would play Eddie's funny. drums while Eddie was working. He used to deliver the times like me. Yeah. Yeah, and he would, and so it just it just, they switched. So that's very interesting. Yeah. I, I was I was not your normal conformist to. We, we had a band teacher. He, it was cool. Okay. Mr. Lewis was his name. Uh, he had to know all the things, but we were seventh graders, uh, unruly kids, and you know, and the drummers were all in the back, and he spent more time teaching what the kids ruly how to kids. play, trying to play the, the flute or the the clarinet. So the clarinet is just—I grew up around squeaking horns, and just oh my god, oh, yeah, ever gonna learn how to play that thing? Mm-hmm. That was so my sister. Oh, yeah, I could sound so terrible. I have, I have no drum. Well, if anybody knows my dad, my dad doesn't like noise. And here I'm in seventh grade, and I got to practice my drum. Well, that lasted about two, three days before they figured out, put a towel over the top of your drum head. Still wasn't okay. muffled. And I got the plastic thing. But I finally broke down and got pieced together trash cans and made up my own drum set. Hey, man. And they felt sorry for me and bought me this used um, Sears drum kit. Uh- Horrible kit. Lasted one day. Yep. It was yeah, gone. you get what you pay it for. Was okay. Gone. I've got some history on the tap technique here. Ooh, tap okay. technique. Okay, check this out. It actually started in the 18th century. Niccolo Paganini was a violin player. Oh. And he started uh-huh. doing that. Okay, now fast forward to the 50s. A, well, what, what, uh, back, what was that guy's name again? Paganini. Niccolo Paganini. He's yeah, he a well-known a violinist. Yeah. And, he, was, and he was the Eddie Van Halen of guitar, of violin. Violins, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then you had George Van played Epps. By, played by Tom Holtz. George Van Epps was the 50s guitar player that used the tap. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then another one named Vittorio Camardes, of an Italian doctor. He played guitar, and he used the tap technique. And then Steve Hackett of Genesis, yeah. old Genesis, used the tap technique. Sure. But see, Genesis wasn't known as a... a uh, well, it was, all those other guys, those are using tap techniques on stringed instruments yeah. that weren't amplified. That's what we were yeah. getting at. That yeah, when, Genesis, when was more, uh, Genesis was more of a uh, guitar... Uh, uh, Steve Hackett's uh, guitar was, uh, was sort of... Um, um, what do you call that? Um, um, it, it was... It was uh, the kind of music where it would it, it made uh, you know various types of moods and themes. Yeah. You know, it wasn't well, it wasn't if, the the crazy stuff that Steve Howe did with Wick Wakeman. If it you was, really okay, if you did if more you listen balance. to um if you listen to Dance with the Moonlit Night, he he starts the solo. That's tap technique, and I stole that that kind of idea. Remember when we used to do to, the the song Covenant and uh, the solo. Yeah. I kind of stole. I didn't steal the riff, but I stole that beginning it with a tap thing like that. That sure. that was the influence there. 
But the thing with Eddie Van Halen is he took the tap technique and made it his own. He made, yeah. he played like nobody else played it, and so did Randy Rhodes. Those were those were two, yeah. Yeah, the two most prolific. Yeah. yeah, well, Randy Rhodes would have, if, you know, had survived, would have just gone on. Oh, to be he was. He would, who knows what, but that well, that's was, that's the other thing too is you know like you said I posted the thing with uh, Brian May, but he also did a thing with Ozzy Osbourne at the time. Yeah. So you know that's back then, like I said, they were they were a half a, a, a generation ahead of us. Yeah. They're only they're only like you know less than ten years older than us or something you know in our in our ballpark. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that just that just was horrible news yesterday it was a horrible news that that was terrible news but you know his music lives on it's just like I, it's like I, the, the thing about it is he's the so freddie mercury is, of guitar yeah he's the freddie mercury of guitar. yeah yep yeah because uh, there's i like, tried like you to go say, see those like pink Floyd. i tried to go see those guys more times than i could possibly imagine and the one time that I I finally in you know the late nineties I got ticket this is when they were Van Hagar, right? And I said cool because I loved it when when Sammy Hagar came in that just like that to me that's when I like David Lee Roth um, but it got a little too cocky but Sammy Hagar is like you know he can sing and play too brought yeah. a whole new dimension to it and I loved it yep. so like. I bought $100 seats, going to go see Van Halen, had the ticket sitting out on my mantle and just, you know, for like two, three weeks. Somebody broke in the night before and stole my Van Halen tickets, my stereo, and all my CDs. Where were you at the time? I was, that was the first time I lived in Tehachapi. Oh. And I, had, I had met some people there in that little town. That came over one time to hang out, and that's all it took. They, the one person that I met, brought over a couple of friends, and they scoped out my place, saw what I had sitting on the mantle, and I was robbed the next day. And <sighs> I confronted them, and everybody kept telling me, "said You need to go." I, for, I forget. This was before Staples Center or anything like that. So I'm trying to remember. They were at the Pacific Amphitheater or something like that. Uh, Universal Amphitheater might have been. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I was just mad that they, I finally get to see him, and I didn't get to see him. Right. Yep. And they said, we'll just show up. And you, well, you can't just show up to the concert. you got to buy tickets again and find out who's sitting in your seats. And it just wasn't worth it to it. And right. so I was so bummed out. And then finally, when um, later on in 2000, whatever, three or whatever, um, of course, David Lee brought the gun. The band had broke up because Sammy and them had a falling out. Michael Anthony said, I've had enough of all the drama from all you guys. Yep. He, start, he started rocking out with Sammy, who is together with him now, Red Rocker. Yep. Um, and they're together. That's why they're down in Cabo. But Wolfgang joined the band. Wolfie. Yep. That's Eddie's kid. Eddie's kid. And yep. He's yeah, a drummer, I, I right? Bass player. Okay. Alex was still playing drums. But Michael Anthony did what the, wasn't playing, so Wolf came. Wolf came in and played bass, all the bass parts, and so having both Eddie and Sammy, and they played a combination of both their songs, just an extra extended album because 
it was like the last show that was going to ever happen for right. Van Halen. And it ended up being the last Van Halen concert. So I felt like it was worth oh. the wait all the shit that I went through. Yeah. But from originally not liking them to wanting to go see them. And it's kind of like the Pink Floyd thing. It's like, uh-huh. man, am I ever going to get to see Pink Floyd? And the, and the closest I ever got is when they finally came to Southern California back in the 90s. And they were at the Rose Bowl there, I believe. And they did and they I, Division Bell? Was that Division Bell? Division Bell, yeah. That was and great. Me, me, was me and Johnny album. used to listen to that album all the time in the car. It's like, finally, I, finally, I'm going to go see Pink Floyd. And I don't remember what the circumstances was um, that I didn't get to go. Something prevented me from going, and <laughs> cell phones had just come out. And our buddy who we're going to, our, our our buddy we that we're going to segue into See Richard, the, the bass tooth. player. Yeah, tell the tooth. The segue. Richard had a black market cell phone and called me from the concert, and I listened to the Pink Floyd concert on a cell phone. That's the only. Pink Floyd concert I've ever Technology. been to was on a brand new flip phone brick <laughs> pirated. I don't know where it came from. I have no idea. Just, yeah, yeah. But our buddy, the bass player for Stormcrow, Richard, who can't <laughs> be here today. That's not we, That's not. Well, Folks, well, no, we'll have, good, we'll he, 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 he will join us eventually. You know, you know, um, he'll join us. Both. Okay. You have, know, have Elena. He just got a new cell phone, and so he. I just, I went over, I went over to his place to get um some. I, I bought two jars of a 24 ounce uh, of the sauce. <laughs> and what, what, what is it called? It's called a what's a cook in a mama pasta sauce. I don't know. It's really good. That's what I'm, it's called. I've, what's I've a cook in a mama pasta sauce? I've been forgetting to bust his balls about it. Dude, I bought four jars of it and had it mailed yeah, to me. Yeah, okay. we're making. Yeah, we're making a. Um, we had um, a, tor- a Torlini's uh, uh, yesterday, and then this weekend I'm going to use it to make eggs. There oh, was- dude. Okay. You, you know, you know he, wants, made, he wants. He wants. He wants the jars back for the next pasta, for the next batch. <laughs> well, okay. He's going to get the lids <laughs> off of a prego can. All right. <laughs> He did that. He no, posted dude, got, a picture. He posted I, I a picture the other day. Well, there's one jar here and one jar is about an inch taller. I go. I got the those table. aren't the, and they weren't. Well, so we're, we're, we're gonna put it. We're, I'm gonna I'm gonna get. I think I have a picture. Have some pictures. Elaine's probably gonna be calling me right now. I'm You're not, sure. She I told will, you yeah. not to. I right. told you not to bust balls on my brother. Okay, now, now. Okay. Let's now, let's let's, let's about, harass let's her about, for. Let's talk what? about. Let's talk about Rich. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, let me before see. before we go, it's what's cooking, Mama Pasta sauce. Yeah, it's, it's good. awesome. I bought four jars of it, and within four days, it was gone. Oh, I yeah. made I made a penne pasta with it with uh, with um, steak. I mixed it all together. It was f- incredible. I made pizzas. I took non bread, the Indian non bread. I toasted one side right in the pan. Put it in a pan, toast one side, turned it back over, put the sauce on the toasted side, put the cheese, mushrooms, whatever, chicken, whatever. I, I made different ones. I, I used turkey pepperoni too. 
and then I put it in the pan and toasted the other side with a with a lid on it. So it's like it's like a, like an oven. Within 10 minutes, I had little pizzas that were incredible. And then uh, I also made chicken parmesan with it, which was was unbelievable. And what I like about the sauce so much is you can actually taste the tomato. Yeah, that's that's the thing about it is you actually the the it's not salt. It's not because most other pasta sauces you buy in the store. It's salt. You taste salt. That's the first taste. Salt. It's a ragu. It's a ragu. <laughs> we might get in Uh-oh. trouble for that. <laughs> I cannot buy anything else but now uh, Teresa's sauce. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't buy yeah. anything else. Remember we used to the... get that food for free, dude? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I mean, you know, back in the day. And she would I force was... it on you, whether uh, you wanted it or not. Here, you sit down <laughs> and eat. You need to I eat. Remember, remember when I was in, living in the studio? Yeah. He would yeah. bring me stuff, and, and, and I, I really appreciate it because and, it, it helps me. He brought, he brought stuff to his, his studio. I mean, yep. his studio on, on, on you know, his other house studio. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Rich. Let me tell about Rich, okay? Okay, you wanted to tell a story about him. Okay, Here's, go ahead. All right, so um, 80, it was um, 82, 1982. And, and, I, and after I graduated from high school, I screwed around for six months messing around. And, um, and, and then I went to Pierce College uh, as a music major. Okay, you know, I don't know. Okay, music major. So I went there and I was in harmony class, um, and um, I went to the um, I went to the I went uh, and there was this guy named Doc Eskin. He was the he was the music the PhD there was teaching music harmony, Uh and um and and then um and so he was doing lectures on music harmony, and I saw this big dude sitting in the back, and I went over there and sat next to him. And I started talking with this guy, and and um and I go I go hey dude check this out. And I I was making noises in the back um like this. I would I, I was going like that. And then get I was closer going, to the mic. Get closer to the mic. There you go. Really loud. And then he was cracking up. And then I would go with the Doc Askin. The Doc Askin was wanting to go. What the hell? Who is that? Wasn't then, oh Doc then, Doc Eskelin wasn't wasn't that uh, what Mr Max Mifna was yeah, uh, Master Max, right. Mr Max yeah, Webster was, Mr. was okay, Max Webster, uh, okay. Max, because he was always he was this um middle aged uh, um uh, excellent professor but he was always checking out the young chickies that that were why going. not I why go not? why not man there what's wrong with that <laughs> good to be healthy right yeah that's right <laughs> I, was, I, I I really appreciate that and um anyway we um he goes he goes hey Steve I go, he, you know, we introduced each other, you know, um, he, at that time, uh, Richie had a, he had a big, huge beard. I mean, like he looked like Dan Haggerty, you know, with long hair and, um, and, and, um, he was 20 and I was 19 and, um, he goes, Hey, you want to go out and, uh, you know, you want the van and uh, party out? And I go, yeah, sure. <laughs> and so in between, um, in between, uh, harmony class, and um, in, uh, in between harmony class and musicianship, or it was another class, and um, I, ear, ear I, training. Yeah, it was ear training, musicianship. In, in between those two classes, yeah. that's called no class. Yeah, well, I know it was during the no, no class. class. Time, it was, during yeah. this no class time, we went out to uh, remember Paranoia, his band Paranoia. Uh, it was that was the same band that um, that bumped the guy's mirror. Remember the story about Rich? I told him he threw somebody over. Yeah, the threw the guy over the. Yeah, the I never track. saw that. Man, I've never seen anybody fly like that. I, it was unreal. But um, anyway, um, I went out there. You know who, that, you know who the guy was? Had, that was Tony Robbins. He's a he, motivational speaker now. Yeah. 
he had some of the rich ganja. He had some of the rich ganja, and I and I went back and uh, I got everything on the test wrong. <laughs> I got I got like every single one on the test wrong, you know. But then after that's, that, that's we the mind of the mannequin's out. keyboard player. He couldn't pass yeah, a harmony yeah. test. But, but, but right after that, right after that, but he Rich, could play. He could yeah, play. Yeah. So Rich started coming up. He was a guitar player. Uh huh. So he came up and we started playing up at, at my little studio at my dad's place. And um, that was in 1982. That was before I met um, you and Paul. You and Paul. That was a year before. Yeah, and it was a year after I met How Howard Roth. Right. So and so at that time, Howie, I, I told I, I told Howie, I go look, dude, I, I met this guitar player named Rich, and so we um he set up his stuff at the. Um, I got to walk and talk. Okay. Go ahead. His, his drum kit was set up. Um, uh, his drum kit was set up at the studio, and that was when. Uh, and so right now, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to show you. We did a series of recordings, and I'm going to show you a recording. My first recording with Rich and Howie. Okay. Right. Oh, cool. This Got is it. 1982. This is a year before I met. Whoa. This is history, folks. History yeah. in the making here. Oh, this is in Richard. Time. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're just gonna go back to the what's cooking mom and pasta sauce. They're also right. coming out with uh, right. pre-made dinner in a bag, and they're delicious. Go ahead. All right, this is this is um, uh, myself, Rich, and Howie. 1982. 1982. 1982, yeah. See? See? That was back in the day. See? Oh, that was awesome! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Done on the dough quarter. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, but that means deep purple. 
your trouble. <laughs> I, almost, I almost broke mine just now. I'm wiggling this. Love to see. I mean, I'm sure that it was, uh, you know, we partied massively and then we did that song. But I'd um, love to see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker dance to that. Oh, shit. And then, and then, okay, of course, and then right after that, um, jam with Richard a bunch of times. And then um, in 83, I think I, I recorded that like in the later part of 82, and it was the early part of 83 where I met you and um, um, you and uh, Paul. And you yes. guys came over, and Howie's drum kit was set up during for this session. In other words, I, I re- remember that he had the he had the Gretsch set up in the living room. Well, no, 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 no. This was set up. This um, we recorded this in my in my back practice room. Oh, the cave. Yeah, the cave. And, I remember that room. Uh, it, it was set up a, a few weeks after um, in the new year. I think I met you in um, in uh, in Janu- in, um, in January of January '83. It was really early in 83. No, didn't we meet in, in like November or December of 82? It could have been. Um, it could have See, been. that's what happens when you get old, folks. You, it was around see. that time, but but I can truthfully tell you that th- this drum kit that we did, um, you, Metal Block, and the, and the three other songs, they were in the studio um, uh, that w- recorded this session. Okay. Um, just it, it, Like three or four or five weeks after that. Do you have Love and Evermore and uh, and Mr. Max Webster from back then? We recorded it a couple I do, of times. I, I don't have it. I don't have it. Um, I don't have Those it. are the first songs that I was introduced to. You guys yeah, gave me. Yeah, yeah, that right there. And then so what? I mean, you know, that was Paul Bernstein. I mean, he that guy was a, he, that guy's a good musician. Yes. I wasn't, In fact, I, wasn't I still have. the demo had um, Love and Evermore, Max Webster, Mad King. And uh, Circus Man. Circus Man. Circus Man, jeez. Carnival Man. Carnival. <laughs> Carnival Man. Play Carnival. Oh, my God. I mean, Circus Man was... Don't get me started on that, dude. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, that that originally was... um. Uh, so what we'll do is next time we get together, I'll have a, a series of the Stormcrow songs... That okay. we you still so have all this. You haven't gotten rid or lost them, you know. I no no. I have them all. I mean, I have yeah. a lot of different recordings and stuff. What I, what I'm gonna what I'd like to do is I'd like to show the um the Stormcrow stuff, the stuff that's um not on the um the Mind of the Mannequins album. Right. Okay. And um and then um. I was I was telling I wanted, Johnny I I had an idea since. You were going from Stormcrow to the Mind of the Mannequins. Right. And an idea for the, a, a transition for a name of a song. How did I put it, Johnny? I go, Oh, shit, Storms I don't a com- remember. Sto- I've Storms, a- Storms a coming. There's- Storms a coming. You might like Crow. 
or certain mm-hmm. storms are coming, they might they like crow. Something or something or like they that. They eat crow. Something, some, some wordplay. It'll come back. Storms are, oh. storms are coming and let them eat crow. They might like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I well what what I want to do is I want to show the uh, now what happened it was interesting um the when uh when I, I I'll first be, I'll be right back when, okay when, um when uh, what happened was John when um right after we, we this was discussed in the last uh, podcast where we talked about how um I told Rich remember I I go um right after Albert passed away um we decided to get. Uh, the band together, didn't we? We started to get our act. Yes, together. but there's some there's some things that happened in between that. Yes, there were. There were. I remember now. I thought about it. That's when I first got the M. Dude, I brought the dude. I bought that M1. I brought that. I'm M1. talking before that. There was. Oh, remember well, when? Yeah. Remember when I was living in the car? Yeah, you and Marvin. Right, but just before that, that was when. We had the experience with the sun on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right. That's crazy shit. And that's how I ended up in the car. Because I was, I, I, I moved out of my apartment. Or I, I moved out from my parents when I was 18. Right. And I went to live up on a street called Salem Drive. And I lived there for about a year. Maybe less, could have been six months to a year. And then I moved back in. And then we saw the sun on the ground. Now, I have that song, Alien, oh, which fuck. talks about that. But we'll get to that later. But that's what the experience. Yeah, we'd like was. to get to that later. I'd like to get that on, yes. on, on uh, uh, Pro Tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. I, I, I still have. The thing is, is I yeah. want to re record it. And um, I already have it uh, registered with CSAC. I have to go back into it because I made a mistake on it, and it's taking forever. But I might have to get with my representative at CSAC to fix it. These are the new Moogs they've got. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know know something? uh, When you just showed that, Randy, it's interesting. I, I like that kind of stuff, but but being I'd like to be able to get that old mini move, but that sucker would, would go out of tune. It would go out of tune every three months, and I, di- I didn't have a job, so I, I got pissed off every time it went out of tune. Yeah. Because, <laughs> this is, I love, uh, dude, please let me with this. I this is like, Steve wouldn't work. Okay. He would spend all, all his days. No, no, days I would on, work with Rich. I would no, work no, no, yeah, you'd work with no, yeah, no, 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 Anybody that works with Rich, you didn't work. You worked, but you didn't get paid. Or you got paid. <laughs> you got paid, but you got paid. You got paid in a weird way. It was one of one of those things. You it was kind of like you had to be there. You ate a lot of Taco uh, Bell, that's for sure. Taco Bell and, and Chinese food. <laughs> it depended on where you were working. But uh, Steve would do this. I remember this. You would you would go get a job. Make yeah. just enough money to fix his keyboards, then quit. Yeah, then quit. Yeah. Fix his keyboards. That's right. That's what I did for years. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. For years. Hey. And then you do, dude. But everything changed when the, when um when we got together and with Stormcrow for the first time because what happened was when when Rich got those um those Korg M ones that the was M1s a whole did. new technology. They they never went out of tune. They right. were. They're, um the, the keyboard still didn't go out of tune. I mean they're not, they still I mean they're the new digital technology from the late 80s 
was just the only problem. The only problem with those is the dust that gets collected over well, years. You know, well, yeah, I mean that that you know that's you know that goes without saying. But those that that that, that he, he would play and it'd be like the Adams family dust is flying around him. Yeah, well, and made it that made it possible. That was, it gave me the idea for the smoke machine. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something. Those M1s made Storm Crow possible. Yes, they did. Well, I was able to do. There was the a lot that happened before wanted. that. You see, you see, Randy, the keyboards that you just showed me. What happened was, um, if you wanted to get a full-blown sound in the in the 70s and the 60s, like when Rickman did when he went on tour with Yes and 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 Tony Banks, they would have to carry around um, seven or eight keyboards. Yeah. Like, well, that, yeah I, I actually saw a, a, an old an old video. I mean, I was surprised that somebody pulled it archive. And you're right, they did. They had seven or eight synthesizers and they were like homemade synthesizers oh, they, they weighed a ton and, and they weighed a ton and they sure. took up the entire stage and it were filmed in a studio with a camera way up in the corner filming down on everybody because that's the only way you could get the link and they're they're moving around and they never broke broke the song in well, other yeah. words there was never a break you know you had you were playing with like you do you play with one hand and then you reach over and you you move over and that's sure. how they were playing these things. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. You know, nowadays, everything's like, you know, pushed well, in a little well, box. My, my yeah. screen. Well, what happened was, was that the, the core, two Korg M1s, and I had that, uh, the, the Korg, um, I think it's called the SD1, uh-huh. um, 88 keys, weighted action, sounded like a real life piano. It was just phenomenal. And, and yeah. so we're, yeah, we're able to get Stormcrow because uh, we can do the prog rock now. With all the incredible songs that they had for even even for 1988, well, and so check it out. It was incredible. Remember that. Remember, I, I ended up getting married. Oh yeah. My son was already born, and I ended up getting married. Yeah. Okay. That was during the Albert times. Al, well, what ended Albert up happening is is remember I moved back. I moved to Reseda. That's right. I lived in Reseda. In that house. And then you know how we got back in touch, dude. Because we got, kind of fell out of touch there for a little while. Remember that? Remember how we got back in touch? I how do. You started going to the church that my dad went to. Oh, oh. And that's where Remember I... Well, th- well, no, no. That happened a little before that because when you were when you and Cindy were living in that house, um, Cindy was Albert's... Um, I met Albert in the church. And and um, what happened was Albert was... I um, mean, Cindy was Albert's... Um, uh, what do you call Caretaker. that? Caretaker. Yep. And so Cindy met Albert through me, and right. I met Albert at the church. So and that Albert moved in years. with us. Yeah. That and, was in 85, 86. Somewhere in there. No, yeah. actually, Cain was already born, so it was after 87. Well, no, Albert met, knew you. Albert knew you. Um, he had actually come to a couple of early Stormcore rehearsals at my dad's place when we were yes. doing Love and Everborn. He, was, he, he really liked what he heard. Yep. And then, but that's before the M1s came around, the M1s. Yep. And then um, you were, um, you guys had moved to that house in Chatsworth when Albert, you know, so that Cindy can watch Albert. And that's when. Um, well, actually, it was Reseda. Yeah, Reseda. That's right. And yeah. Reseda. And then Albert. Um, it's all the same. Yeah, Albert passed away. And then um, when you played the Ignorance Went Wild at his funeral. Yep. When we decided to really get serious with the band. And the Ignorance Went Wild is on. The mind of the mannequins right now, yes. but this is this is the later recording, and yeah, it yeah. will be re-recorded. I, I remember when you, to be you introduced you introduced me to the 
the you know the privateness of that song. It's like when you get put that song out, and it took you forever. It took forever. But, well, but you know what? It took forever for a reason because yep. it's very relevant now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that that's the way I look at it. You, know, the, you might have a different is, opinion is, about is, it. We have the luxury of having songs that are that are relevant that stay relevant. You know, I've, I've been playing a waiting just to listen to. I wake up, have my coffee because you know how much I love that song. It's very passionate mm-hmm. to me and yep. personal, you know, because I can relate to it. And because I know the meanings because I, I, you know, dude, what does all this mean? Uh-huh. And it's like, that's the thing about it is you have to listen to the words, the lyrics and the way they're written is kind of a puzzle to, uh, to decipher but once you do you're enlightened yeah and then the way that it's it's composed you're telling a story narrative but behind the story narrative you have backup harmonies so you've got two stories going on and that's why it's two songs awaiting and the world you're waiting while you're in the world and you're watching this holy shit show that's going on and you're waiting for whatever. Right. I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it at that. Well, okay, so common man well, down, sit on the world yeah. like a Nobel Prize. Okay. Yeah. With money well, machines and a number thing, I'll make them terrorize, apologize, then compromise. I don't want to uh, I mean if um Are you sad, Steve? Well, Are you no, sad? I'm scared. Because Stevie, everything that Stevie, everything Stevie, there's nothing to be scared about. There's nothing to be scared. But it's perfectly normal to be scared. But you don't have to let the the fear well, rule no, you. No, no. What happened six months ago? What happened six months ago when everything closed down? I was I was all these uh, started coming out to the forefront again. Yep. We we talked about that 30 years ago. Well, mm-hmm. that's the reason why. Right after that happened, I started. Um, I contacted Johnny after a number of years. Right after yeah. the pandemic began, I'm going, oh, dude, it, it um, it's happening. It's part it of the started. Story. Everything we were talking about back then. Yeah. That, remember, I, 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 to happen I had to. And, 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 and so and so no matter what, um, we'll talk about this another as well. As yeah, it, it, it gets up there. But um, so right after Albert passed away, Johnny played the song. I get together um, and Johnny, I go, dude, um let's get this serious. I have a talk with Rich and I go, Rich, dude, I go, um, we're getting, we're getting the band together, Stormcrow, and we would like for you to play bass. And, and, uh, yeah. That and was, that was that when, time, okay. That time we didn't have Howard at the time though, because Howard, Howard was jamming with, um, uh, Petey's band, um, uh, pandemonium. Petey, no, no, not pandemonium. That was Petey's band yeah. called, um, he was in a band with 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 Petey. It was a uh, it was um, Howard Petey and another guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- so so I didn't I didn't see Petey for years until until like 1980 um until the earthquake in 1984 when we started. Okay. So or uh, uh, 19 uh, 94 1992. Uh, yeah, that was, the, that was the, when was the Northridge earthquake? 94. 94. January 94. Okay, mm-hmm. we were doing Janu- January 18th, 1990. You know, we were doing recordings. Uh, he, isn't he? Didn't we record? Um, didn't we? Where's Waldo? I want to know where Waldo is. We recording. Who's got, okay, now, who's got now, that? No, okay. No, what, what happened was okay. Now, after we 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 serious. We, I want to know who's got it. Uh, I'm sure Pat Lighting does. Or well, uh, check it out, dude. Yeah. 
remember that's when I that's when I uh, that's when I, I I got divorced. Yeah. Okay. Now I want to touch on a subject. Okay, that 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 goes directly to this. Our last our first pad pad podcast podcast our first one where it was just you and me Stevie right and you told that story where you mumbled the guy <laughs> mumbled the guy you said that I want to mumble you we can't say that word because we can't we say that other word we have okay. to give context for the no. people out there there are certain yeah. words that will flag you on yeah. certain social media if you use it? them oh, and you can and say it here the thing is is that they took they didn't pay attention to that it was in the context of telling a story no just the fact that the just word the was printed yeah. word it was a used... printed word yep Mm-hmm. And boy, they they threw me in. Well, that's in well that, social jail. Well, let yep. me tell you something. That is the um that is the subject of uh, my many of my newest songs. Okay, that's well check good. this out. Check yeah, this out. So, you know, remember mean, how you said? Remember, I remember you you wrote back to me. So they blocked you for three days for something I said thirty years ago. Yeah. Yep. Now let's go to let's go to when I got divorced. There was one particular. Remember that night that you that you got the call to come look for me, and I was walking around. <laughs> that could have been you, any night, Johnny. <laughs> you got Just a call. The, you got a call. You got a call, and it was to come look for me because I left the house because the police were called. Okay. Oh. Okay. Damn. Now check. Do you remember that? I think so. Yeah. Okay. The thing was. Check this out. That night, I ended up getting arrested. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes, I did. I got arrested. Okay. Make the long story short. Indecent exposure. Now check this out. Check this out. No, no. Indecent composure. Oh, indecent composure. Yes. I, I, I was, I was, I was arrested for something I didn't do. Okay. Is what happened. Now, now check it out. Check it out. Checking it out. We ended up, up going. Scotty. It ended up. It ended up going to the district Come attorney, and, peace, shoot and, it, and it got and it got work. Don't say that. <laughs> Be careful. Can't say that word either. No. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. I'm not going to edit it out. Let's see what they do. Let's no, see what they do. This, this was a do. whole. This was a whole other platform. I'm not worried about ah. the podcast. Okay. Now check this speech. out. I don't care. I'll fight it. It's still, you know it's still fight it. no, no, no. It's still there. It's still there on YouTube. So screw Facebook. Anyways, okay. It's on YouTube. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. Okay. So this thing happened. It went to the district attorney. It never went to court. The district attorney decided there was nothing to do with it. Okay. Now, because it didn't go to court. When you go to court and you, like, say, for example, you, you, you get in trouble, you go to court, the court tells you you need to do this program and that program, you do the program, and then everything gets dropped, okay? What that's called is a dis, <laughs> that's called the disposition. Since, oh it never, my since it never went to court, there was no disposition. Fast forward 30 years, I get my new job, Right. I go Still to go to books. my new job. My new job is in a, a location that you have to pass a 
a background check to be able to they, even they, go they in. go back all the way to kindergarten and even yep. before that if they go back through your parents they go back to everything now check this out that incident made it that i could not go to work luckily i work for a great company that found another place to put me in the meantime so because i didn't get in trouble for what i didn't do i wasn't allowed to go to work until i had the record sealed which cost me thirty five hundred dollars to do it's interesting that you you bring that up this this is this is what i say to all these rioters and all these idiots out there causing trouble this shit will follow you for life Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to segue you, you, you on You might be a, you might be all fucking happy about yourself. You think you're fighting for some fucking cause, which it's all a bunch of okay. bullshit, anyways. It's going to fall forever. I got red flagged for making a pun, which I do. <laughs> I'm punny. And and the fact because we posted the the podcast on YouTube, which got blocked. Uh huh. They blocked him and Johnny in jail. And I made a comment on a something because of a comment you said in the podcast. I com I just made a comment, about, a reference. I made a, I made a reference. I didn't even quote. I I just did the little thing you did and said that the, a word, and they shut me down, locked me up. You know, I, yeah, I couldn't do you know, that. You know, but the thing, this is the ironic thing. He just said something that happened thirty years ago followed him to the present when i first met you guys i had a top secret security clearance yeah and when i went back to work for nasa and one of those top secret security projects came up that they wanted me to work on i couldn't get one because i was associated with you guys oh well i sat in the office with an fbi agent for two weeks straight that's unheard of why? Because, because uh, oh my God, because we're freaks, dude. Dude, we're freaks of nature. They had they had paperwork on me this big sitting on the desk, and I won't mention the name of the FBI agent, but they had a ritual. She'd sit there. It was a female. Every morning, she had a ritual. Put her badge. Show me her badge. Flip it down on the table. I go. Have you changed since yesterday? No, I'm required to do that by law. Uh, okay, I just you know. Which would you like to, me to call you? Of course, I'm going to mess with her, you know. So I know exactly why I'm here. Do. So this, I'm working. What I'm doing has nothing to do with the secret project. I work with communications. I make sure that you two can talk to each other. I control buttons and switches. I'm not sitting there recording nothing or listening, but it's a whole rigmarole. Yeah, I know. Um, it's the ironic story about it is is I spent two weeks, eight hours a day talking about my life story because to get to the certain point is they wanted me to tell who are these people? You know, you worked here for two years. You got married here. You had kids here, came to California. You worked for a security company. You had you still have seek clearance because of confidentiality for clients or whatever. You know, that's part of that. Then all of a sudden you dropped off the face of the earth. And uh, who are these people? And they had all your names. I go, they're just, you know, coworkers, you know. I go, 
this guy used to work with me, you know, we stayed friends, you know, and then I met him and I met him. In fact, I worked for him. He's a, he's a contractor in the valley. He's he's a straight up guy, Richard. You know, he put me to work, with, you know, and so, you know, I had danced around that, you know, and the whole time is a, it's like I said, it's already there and they want to make sure to see if you're going to lie. Yep. You know, tell a lie. That's all that it and, is. That they, and you know, I'm getting paid. Just tell the truth. Uh, yeah, tell the truth. Instead, I figured it this way. is like, I'm going to milk the shit out of this. Because normally they would interview or not interview you and just send you away. But being me, they decided, okay, we're going to just for two weeks. And after that two weeks, she was so glad to get rid of me. <laughs> Well, yeah. See, this is the problem. The problem is, is we're all very independent thinkers. Here's the kicker. That's the problem. The, di- the day that they had to do the test flight, the guys that were cleared, top secret clearance, were out sick. Both of them. And wow. I had to go to the control room and do all the checkouts. And it was a big hoo-ha-ha. I'm not supposed to. I didn't get security clearance. They had to get special permission from the higher ups. There can me. always be a way around it. There is always, yeah. you know, yeah, I, when it, yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 they're going to scrub Steve, a, Steve, a $50 million Be glad you're the job you're doing. It's a lot yeah, less complicated. So, the, well, no, no. The One of the reasons why I'm doing the job I'm doing is that it prevent. You see, I, I was going toward um, after. Um, let me see. After um, 19, after 97. 1997, when it sort of just collapsed, Storm Crow just collapsed, 98, 99, uh, 2000, I decided to get, I wanted to maybe change direction and get a a degree in history. You did your solo solo project. Well, no, 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 that was later. I went to, I went to, to, uh, college part time as I was well, working. At he, the, he mentioned ninety seven. I, yeah, I was well from ninety from ninety eight from ninety eight. Band together. Yeah, from ninety eight <laughs> to um, about two thousand and six, I was um, in, going to college and working on my bachelor's degree, and um, I, I got tired of the bullshit because we were. I was oh, there. So you were going to school from eighty two to ninety seven. No, 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 no. College. 80, no, eighty two. 82 and 83 was my college time, and I just completely flubbed it. And oh, then, and, what, yeah, was it was a Watch us get flagged for flub. It went from two. That's a new song. Flag for flub. I went from 1999 to 2006. I was a straight. I like that flag for flub. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I yeah. No, I, I. I was. But um, I noticed. I noticed that um, uh, in being a history major that you're. You're talking about you're you're studying about people who actually were independent and they did something and I, I didn't want to spend my life talking about uh, reading about people who did something I wanted to be <coughs> one did something you wanted to be one of those people that did something yeah and so I I said forget so you're that. a teacher now you uh, teach you know, children and they lock you in the room from the inside well they you know the thing about that is this is that um, because I I don't have to you see you, you guys you guys have maybe never worked in the um, the education industry it's a it's a it's a bureaucratic yeah, 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 yeah. everything is bureaucratic it, 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 let me tell you and something. It's educational 
especially yeah, now. That, but I'm able to go uh, teach them directly stuff where I don't have to worry about doing the paperwork. You're actually working with human beings, Stevie. Yep. We're dealing with the moron majority of the world. Oh. Yep. But but anyway, this job that I that I'm still working at actually is no. Um, Johnny, you're probably gonna be fired tomorrow. Well, uh, no, probably no, no. It's will. Just a, it, well, it's a, it's luckily, it's no stress job because and and so I was able to uh, from 2000 until now for 20 you years. You know what, Steve? I, I'm able. I was able to do a bunch of cool stuff musically. Yeah. Let me let me say let me say something. This is the thing, is that they need independent thinkers like you. That's what they need. And music is a great way well, yeah, yeah. to get that point across. You know, The thing is, they can never take their music from you. That's in your head. That's in your soul. That's in your heart. That's everywhere. Well, they I, can't take yeah. that from you. No, they okay? cannot. And, and, and the yeah. thing is, is right now, right now, you know, okay, what well, was it Winston Churchill that you're, if you don't have any enemies, you haven't done anything worth doing? Something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we need to hear but a song the, about it now. Okay, well, okay. I know. I tell you what. I tell you what. Listen, um, um, what I would like to do is this: is I would like to sort of um, uh, wrap this up and 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 then plan for the next one we can do. This is what we're going to do. Um, basically, um, I'd like to explain what happened after after we we um, we went around. We we discussed this last last podcast. We went around. We discussed how Richard rented the room there in Canoga Park. The, then, the warehouse. Then, yeah, and then we started rehearsing, and we were rehearsing, Randy, and I miss this so much. We were rehearsing um, four days uh, a week. Working, we were working full time, and then and then rehearsing four hours a night. Oh, yeah. four days a five week. Five days a week. Oh no, I, I, I was hooked. Yeah. I, I was hooked and from the get go. Yeah, and, remember and, I went. I remember I was working at that wood shop. Yeah. Then I got laid off, yeah. and One then I thing, went to work never, with Randy. Ever, ever, ever. Give him your brand new 12 string guitar to play and sneak it behind him and, and put, put a, a piece fuzzy of, thing. See the fuzzy thing on him. And say and, spider. And why he's, he's, he's strumming the guitar and it's making down. a thing roll down his arm. And as soon as it gets into his peripheral vision, I go spider. spider. And he goes, ah, and throws and my <laughs> brand new 12 string across the room in that studio. I felt so bad. I I, you know, I, you know, me and my practical jokes, and that one karma bit that me. Is my was, fault. What happened never, to the guitar? It didn't hurt the guitar. It didn't hurt. Didn't the, hurt the guitar. Didn't hurt the okay, guitar. Okay, well, during that, it landed flat. So what happened was, it was like during those times. Then that's when we met. Flat. Yeah. Well, that's when we we actually we rehearsed the songs, and that's when in um, I think in '89 we went over there and met Pat Lydon for the first time at SPL Studios. We had Pete was our drummer yeah he was our drummer uh, right there Pete and, uh, okay yeah and he was a really good drummer but i never i never met him you never met pete yeah that's right you yeah. weren't there yet yeah. i i still yeah. had to start working at, at west tech security yeah yeah they're gone now they're they're what are they now they're they're a t they that, went to honeywell that, and that, turned into adt no yeah. well they started out here's the kicker because steve's gonna like that they were originally Westinghouse, and you know who right. Westinghouse yeah. was. Tesla. I worked for Alarm Company for a month. Yes, that, that's right. That's I, I, made, I, did like I, I did like I did before. I worked for a month or a month and a half, and I made enough money to buy the Chapman stick. 
And for those of the people that don't know about West Tech Security, um, West of course, Tech. John and I, we worked for them. Our, our, our lot that we worked in or our office that we worked out of Van Nuys was right next to where Industrial Light and Magic started and produced Star Wars. Star Wars, yep. Yep, in, in the fact, parking lot across the street. Didn't we yeah, install we started, the alarm we, there? Yeah, yeah. After we, well, after they'd moved out. Right? No, no, no. What you're remembering was there was an alarm installed there, and because I was a service tech in Virginia, and I had the technology of what Los Angeles was just now getting out in the market, we were upgrading, and I was already on that 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 system for two years out in the field in virginia as a test company so you knew so you and you and me were going over there or everybody was going over there and rewiring the old system and i that was thing i every day i'd get a phone call from service guys hey man how's this thing work you guys are the installers i go do what i did figure it out it's a book that comes with it anyway that's that's a whole other world right there it was it was okay so now we're ta- and so it was in 89 that we, we went over there and... Um, yeah, the studio uh, in Chatsworth now. Let me no, tell you about yeah, that well, studio. No, we went over to the Pat Leiden studio to record and do our first serious recordings with Pat, who was a really good sound engineer. Yes. And um, I'm doing actually some stuff with him. Um, um, recently, I'm doing a... Oh, a, cool. Yeah, oh, cool. Doing, you know what he's doing? He's, 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 getting, he's doing an album that is music that was... Um, the bassist was recorded... 30 years ago, uh, when when we in in, in the in the 80s, uh-huh. and, um, uh, he wants me to. Uh, and 40 I, years ago. <laughs> yeah, and, and, um, Johnny, it was on eight track, and he he, he um you took the eight tracks, I believe, and stuck them back on the Pro Tools, and and he wants me to redo the keyboards or the, the keyboards in those songs. Awesome. And so it, awesome. It's, it's from those it it was from the very eight track that we recorded. Um, uh, we did uh, Storm Crow's first recordings. So it was it was cool. Wow. So wow. next time, yeah. So next time, um, this is what I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have um, some odd years, well, some odd years, and we'll um, I'll have some That's of that. The Stormcrow record. Stormcrow record, and then we're gonna have Stormcrow live, and then we'll 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 get together. And I, I was kind of thinking um, what we could do one podcast with the Stormcrow some odd years, then discuss each of the songs. Yes. Then we, we have then we can have one with a um that has the live with um they had all the entire crew there oh god yeah yeah you know we have to have a, a, a discussion about that too because there was you know there was a point there after paul left the lead sing, singer's position that yeah. you guys had the longest time of figuring out how to do lead vocals well, johnny tried it and yeah. johnny tried it about blew up his lungs well no but we had this one guy he was a decent but, i'm not a lead singer let's put it that yeah, way remember that well one no but guy? no but but you tried but what tim tim allen it, no, no it was no it was moni moni was one guy moni moni had, i loved tim moni. Allen. Moni was awesome tim, was tim, right? tim we had tim, tim for a while yeah, yeah. and, and uh moni moni didn't we had the backup the singer band. cindy you remember her and oh, maureen and Maureen. Cindy. Maureen. I'm doing work with Maureen right now. Maureen. Two beautiful ladies. Yeah. I drew a picture of Maureen. I, I still love have her portrait in my, yeah, my still, album. Maureen, Maureen is one of my favorite people. She is so awesome. She is so Didn't cool. Didn't I send you a picture of her on stage when we were doing um, yes. uh, the Roxy or something like that? We were doing um, Mancini's. I, 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 
Yeah, Mancini. Yeah, she Mancini's. also. I think she did something with us at the Roxy too. But what's that? What's that little hole in the wall joint that corners Sepulveda and Van Nuys? Oh, or, oh that was um, Square. Bourbon Square. Bourbon yeah. Square. Yeah. That place yeah, is not. Have... What's there now? It's a. It's a. Um, it's a car wash. Okay. Or no, 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 no. It's a. It's a Jiffy Lube. Yeah, it's right. It was right there on the corner. Well, the Jiffy Lube was already there. It was right next to it. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Gone. We're jumping yeah. around, man. No, no, but you know what? But, no, but but the reason the reason I brought it up is because you had mentioned before that everybody that came into the band brought something of quality and talent, and that was one of the things. You oh know? yeah. Well, you know. I and mean, of course, we for a while you had the violin player Eric. Was his last oh, name Eric yeah. Price? Was Eric Eric Mables. Eric, uh, Eric Maitlis. He okay. was an incredible musician, dude. That guy yeah. was. Yeah, he was incredible. He was playing he, violin. He was good, was but like he. Three or four years the old. The thing about him, he, will, he wanted to take the band in his direction. Yeah. <laughs> what I didn't was, like about okay. him was that, was that everybody had stuck in years into the band, and he joined up, and he wanted to take, you know, he wanted to be the dude. You well, know? well, the, the well, thing is, yeah, that, is, is he's such he a great musician. Parts. He's playing your parts, too. And. And, and, and you know he's the, the this is the thing is as musicians we're we're just such a we're such a freaked out animal you know You're that's, that's, of wonder we're 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 okay anybody I'm gonna put this out there right now anyone that wants to start a band mandatory this is mandatory you got to see the movie Spinal Tap before you do <laughs> okay. Because, I thought you were going to say something about not tagging the, the backup singers. Well, now you you don't do that either. Remember, no. I saw I never, I never, I never had the luck. I'm sorry. The, never do that. Yeah, yeah no. Unless, it was, I tried. I tried. It never worked. <laughs> it never worked. It was always somebody else. Yeah, it was hey, so funny. Dude, dude, that's dude. A, I, heard, a I heard a story about Stevie. I heard a story about you that yeah. a couple of, of very heavy girls... Yeah, I, that, that's what I got. Very the heavy girls, figured girls were were like you know all over you, and they everybody were. everybody praised you for it. I got a massage, and everybody was upset with me. Now oh. what the hell is that? Come on. <laughs> and then I get then I get accused for stealing the chicks from the band. So yeah, the roadies man. aren't supposed well, to not, get. That's right. And I told not. you I'm not a roadie. Who do you think you are? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys are cowards. Oh, I'm just a freak. Then look, it, it was for them. You know, they come up, they go, Steve, Steve, could you, could you, Steve, could you? Could, Remember Black? Could you, could you give me piano lessons? I you hate it. Really want to go down that road? Yeah, oh, they always Steve, wanted to give him give piano lessons. Stevie, I want piano lessons too, Stevie. Yeah, well, that was, yeah. I want piano lessons. She got a lesson, didn't she, Johnny? <laughs> Okay. Blackie, yeah, remember her? Oh, Blackie! Oh, she kicked me a few times. Well, the thing is, you asked her to beat beat you up, you yeah, know. Yeah, she did. So she started kicking him. Yeah. He was laying on the ground. She came over and started kicking him. Oh God, these are these are good stories, folks. Yeah. These are really good stories. They, we yeah. got to come around to that. We got to come back around. I wish to we this. had memory vision that that we could project what we went through and saw and. For the viewers, could actually see right. the, the the menagerie. It of wasn't just okay. Let me put uh, it this we'll way: is, I'm okay. glad I'm glad we didn't have cell phone cams, and I'm glad we didn't have oh. back then because 
we would be we would be all over the place. Well, I'm telling you, we, we oh god. All right, I mean, so what we're gonna do is we're going to have um, the next couple of podcasts. We'll have um, uh, live Storm Crow live. Okay. And then um, yes. I have, I have I have some live recordings of with Paul singing. Okay, you need to send me these recordings. I will edit them in. So in other words, what, what you're saying is, well, okay. you in other words, what you what you can do is we can say, um, the be, the best way to do it would be like for instance to you if you can stick them in without playing over the speaker, we can get a better sound quality if you were to do yeah, that. Yeah, I can. It, I've I've got some software I can. I yeah, can he's use. got the. He's I've got, got the technology. We can rebuild so like, it. So we got the technology. What, what you we would can do, rebuild it. What you would we can do make is, it better than it was. Better. Well, yeah. Stronger, you can synchronize it. You can synchronize it. To, in other words, I'll play it on here, but but you can also stick it in, and then you would turn off the volume. When, That's what your, she said. Uh, <laughs> I right. did it for you. You had a mouthful of smoke. I had to get that in. Okay. Well, you know. Okay. Anyway, okay. Do me a favor. Before we go. I got to get going. I, I got to get up early tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we need to, we need we need to buy you another T-shirt because you've been wearing the same T-shirt three. No, in a row. Oh, this, no, this right here is no, no, my thing. No, no, no. This no, is no t-shirt. We gotta have the same. They're all gray, though. They're all gray. <laughs> no, they are gray. Blue they're, gray. Yeah, look, yes. They're all, I don't want to talk about those. Before we go, we want to. We, I want to talk about how we all identify with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, because okay, I love Heath Ledger's Joker and I love um, Jack Nicholson's Joker. They're all great, but Heath Ledger, that movie, it showed the development. It showed the 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 the, the fall. The 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 the. I, I can't find the word right you now. You talking about you talking about the new one? Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix. Joaquin reason, Phoenix. He was he was a nice guy. Um, uh, he who who helped children. And he enjoyed helping children out, and, and the children loved him. Got, and he just got shit on. Okay. I mean, talk about getting shit on. Okay, we all been shit on. Okay, and the thing is, what what I love is that we're all still here. <laughs> the way the way, we're all looked, still the way here. you said that, I like. I <laughs> we're still alive. <laughs> we remember stuff, even though it's not real well. We remember stuff, but. But the thing is, is, is just yeah, we definitely like, remember stuff. And I the wish way the didn't. way he the way he descended. That's the word I was looking for. He yeah, descended well, yeah. into madness. We, we we were talking prior to we were recording. You know the comparisons, and I have a friend in California where you guys are at, or one of you's at, mm-hmm. and he's a big Joker. And you know, you know me and the whole Batman thing. Yeah. And he was asking me, what was your opinion about the Jokers? And I go, you know, I don't watch any of the previews. And and it has to be, you know, the bar set pretty high. Right. This particular Joker, because of the way they did it, it didn't incorporate the whole Batman into it. Right. It showed the development and, like you said, the fall of the innocent man into madness. Sent into madness. And became. Sent into madness. There's a song. A, a dis- became a deranged individual with mental illness. And that's, and that's what's happening right Let now. it go. There's a whole Release part of it. society that's doing exactly. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, my, one part that, that keeps the, that really sticks to mind is... The um, stairs. No, no, no. Not the, stair, the, the dance on the stairs is classic. I mean, I, I it, it, you know... I could totally but, relate to it. 
Well, what what what, what the, part? The part people in her area are tired of it because of, that's like a Snapchat thing yeah, now or yeah, Instagram. Yeah, no, people like do it. the dance down the stairs, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, it's popular. Uh, yeah, the, like, the one the, the another part besides the stairs was the, the little guy w- went into the apartment who who Joker had an affinity for the little the little person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and um the guy that had him fired, that big dude that had him fired, he 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 stabs him in the um. And they and the neck and he kills the dude, and that and that guy and that little guy is going all fearful. Oh, oh, you know he's all freaked out and and he goes and 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 um, uh, Joker goes. Oh, it's all right. I really like you. I really I really appreciate you. You really appreciated me. And then the little guy goes, Could you could you get the door for me? <laughs> okay. And, and Joker my, the door for us a little funny. My, my favorite buddy. part actually yeah. was was the uh, the. The Tonight Show ripoff with Robert oh. De Niro, because he's so controversial, and I know Johnny, you have an opinion about him, and yeah. I do too. I think certain celebrities should, should not talk. Well, you know, when it comes to politics. Okay, you know what? But the this fact, is the, the thing. fact. Well, this is what I hold on a minute. Go ahead. I'll hold. He the played. He played. He's such an iconic actor, and he's known for playing, you know, typecast certain kind of roles. He deliberately took on that role and played an asshole. He was plays an asshole evening talk show host. Right. And it kind of paralleled the real interview that Joaquin Phoenix had with David Letterman that was he's already admitted that he was in character in that interview. Uh huh. But the Joker just said, you know what? You're a dick. Boom. And I go. I have, for you. I have a question for you. It was, I didn't know about this. Are you telling me that there was an interview with Joaquin Phoenix with Letterman that was the same, um, the same? Uh, um, he yeah. was in character, and he was like freaked out. In character for what? For what character? Um, the Joker. It wasn't. Wasn't it the Joker or, or some I, other movie? Was, I don't remember. It but. was. Yeah, it was. Bef- it was before that, but he was. He, he was, you know, he's method acting, but he stays in character because, you know, they're doing press junkets during the, the the making and after the movie, whatever. But this was happened to be during production. So they they get Joaquin Phoenix and he's not known for doing um, uh, interviews too much. And that's what's ironic about Robert De Niro. De Niro hates doing interviews because he's always like, yep, nope. Mm-hmm. He's a bad interviewer. Mm-hmm. Well, letter. This is before Letterman went off there, so he gets Joaquin Phoenix on there and just starts playing with him. And Joaquin is was nervous kid. His brother had just died. Oh, he was that ago. young. Yeah, and he and it's a little. It was probably, what was it during Gladiator? It was during Gladiator. No, it was after that. No, it was, it was, it was somewhere after between. That. But I, I it was awesome. He he did a bunch of movies, but this particular role that he was in, he was just kind of a an outcast. He likes taking on roles an of outcast the outcast. Shunned by my God. fellow man. Yep. I'll never forget. I never forget that, that song. Yep. Yeah, we, we can all relate to that one. Oh, that but, song. Yeah, yeah dude, but, that's um, that's your best song, Steve. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, that's what I that's love. What every, I've been doing. I've been doing um, uh, reviews. Song reviews. I did one. I did a few on uh, Reverb Nation, and I did a few on. Um, I did one on on Radio Airplay, which we're on, 
as well. That's Django Radio, okay? And uh, I don't know yet. I have to look at, and see if, if, the, if the review is done. It should be done by now. But uh, Outcast, Life yeah. of the Damned, Silence, yeah. and Love Cell. And be- you want to know which countries they l- like us the most. You're going to be surprised. Mexico and Israel. Yeah, well. I remember the, we were talking about um, you've got live recordings from Mancini's. Yep. And the best one that show that you guys ever did at Mancini's and you let off with Outcast was the opening. Because normally you guys always opened with Heil Troy, which you changed for Mind of the Mannequins. Um, we changed it to we, Funky Flying Saucer. <laughs> yeah, we did a... Um, we did an experiment, and it worked. We pulled it off. That <laughs> and what it was is Strider was singing, Strider the drummer, but he was doing the lead vocals at the time, the lead too. Vocals too. yeah. And we did an experiment. We had a huge line outside of Mancini's to club, and Strider was dressed up as a homeless guy and just purposely was going around, you know, can – can you spare some change? Can you spare some change? And he was being outcasted by the entire people in line. And we packed the house that night. That was one of those nights that we actually packed the whole house. I well. that. You, well, you were there. You were pointed against the wall, remember? You couldn't, speak. <laughs> you couldn't look at the audience. Go, otherwise, you go. would freak out. That was way too many people. But that was the one where we did the cow and the flying saucer. Oh, that was the best performance. But we opened with Outcast, and we brought out the trash can, the metal trash can, and he was inside of it. And he had been outside for two hours while people standing in line, mooching money out of people, dressed up as a bum, homeless guy, and people were shunning him like the common man. Right. It's the worst. And then he... He comes up. He that's how we opened the show. Yeah. We scratched Hal Troy and we went into Outcast and we had the spotlight down on the trash can, filled the room full of smoke, and then you come in with the keyboards, just some ominous music to the smoke. Right. And the lid, he comes out like Oscar the Grouch, steps out, and then you just hear this silence from the the crowd because I'm up in the sound booth and I'm looking down at the whole floor. Everybody's below me, and just the looks on people's faces. They're all talking. That's that's the guy that was just out there. And then he starts singing that softly, you know, the the intro. An outcast of mine, shunned by my fellow man. And he did that. He scanned the crowd, and then just went into it. Yeah. And then, then all of a sudden, the whole band joins in. Yeah. Outcast of mine, lights on, and the whole show started. We freaked those people out at that show on that particular show. We did show. some good gigs, dude. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, um, I'll I'll contact you guys, uh, you know, and then I'm gonna get some material ready to go, and then I'll I'll email you, um, uh, uh you know, using uh, Dropbox and all that, and then we'll okay. Okay. But anyway, right I gotta now. get going. I gotta I gotta I gotta okay, get up early. All right, Steve. All right. You go put, ahead. You hang put, up. Put. Put that equation I gave you up on a board. No, but pro- are you kidding? Pro- <laughs> no. <laughs> you, your kids are gonna uh, be off the wall if they figure that one out. No, yeah. no, they, they ah. you know, they, I work, I, I, I work with these kids on, on geometry and, um, 
this year. It's geometry. And, oh, uh, I got I got one safe for you on that one. Yeah, you, hey, I'm a tree. Some calculus, fucking some calculus, you know, for the more advanced kids. I I only work with geometry and algebra one kids. Well, anyway. this, this one this this one's fun because you, the kids get to draw and oh. they start from the simple from a hexagon and they it's all the part it's all the da, da Vinci it's a Da Vinci code because it's Da Vinci's oh. writing right. and the more and more you do the the geometry and adding and adding that everything is all the same it's how you look at it yeah and once you look at it in a different way you see a hexagon you see an octagon. You see a quadrilateral triangle. Right. You see a dome. It just, but they it's draw dome. it. And as they, as they keep drawing it, the more and more you draw, it fills in. And it's the secret to the universe. Yes. All right, guys. All right. Take it easy. All right, Steve. We'll see you Good later. Night, Steve. Good night. Okay, dude. We're going to keep going here. We're going to keep going. Sure. Me. Um, just don't break your head. I want to, I want to talk about the, uh, the, um, the debate tonight. Uh, now that that goddamn that fly, that goddamn fly <laughs> that landed on Mike Pence's head. That was the okay. best part. That was the best part I of want, the debate. I want to reference that to my situation right now. I'm still isolated for COVID, which I have not had a single symptom for. I've Mike Pence. Symptoms. Mike Pence could have easily been exposed to COVID by that stinking fly. That's exactly. my point, because that fly, that fly landed on his goddamn head. He has that white yeah. hair, and there's a big fat black fly, and it was there. And I, we all I saw could it. See, I know, and I could see Kamala Harris was was trying not to laugh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And because he was so serious, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and and he could have easily it, because been. And that's the, my the, point. The, the, the funny part no about it was that it was a do. racial subject matter. Yes. About black and white, and this the, black the whitest, fly lands the on his white guy. head. Yeah. I know. I mean, just and it's just unbelievable. First, I the, saw that, and I was looking. I was scratching my screen, and it's like, oh my god, that is a goddamn god. she, fly. She's looking at him, and she's like holding back the. And he has no way of knowing. He has yeah. no way of knowing. Now, my poor, point the is, poor, the poor fly was stuck to the hairspray. It was. It was there. I can't be free. Can't be free. I know it's trying. I'm sure that when they took took him off the, the camera, somebody the had him come up and say, hey, because after a while, the fly was gone. Somebody probably said, hey, you got a fly on your head. You got to get rid of that. You know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. and it's it's like the whole thing is, okay, you know where I stand politically. And I don't want to get, you know, I'm, a, I'm deplorable, okay, folks? I'm fucking deplorable, okay? And I wear that badge with honor, okay? I'm the exact opposite. I don't. That's okay, and, that, and of, that's perfectly okay. You know, see, that's that's the thing. Is it drives that, people nuts. I know it drives people nuts, and and it's like it's it's perfectly okay to just fucking agree. It's fine. It's all right, because that's how you get to a point where you can function. Yeah. Is work it out, okay? Now, 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 Stormcrow and Mind of the Mannequins and all that is a horrible example of that. Just see <laughs> Spinal Tap, folks. Okay, now, now, check this out. I wrote it all down. I wanted to get to this. My, my, my laptop was dying. I had to give it a little bump, but here. Sir, I'm using my battery's dying. I know. Yeah. Okay. Now, 
All right, I wrote this shit what? down. What? I wrote this. Okay. Preposterments. Okay. These are the commandments of preposterophy, of the preposterous podcast. Okay. I got preposterment number one. Okay. There must be a total of 11 preposterments composed. Composed. Can you do it in Latin? Uh, you could do it in Latin. You, you could do it in Spanish. Castilian Spanish. Spanish. Okay. Just, Beginning just with sample. this one being number one and one mm-hmm. only. What only? Therefore, there must be a total of 11 preposterments. There must not be more, not be 10, but 11, and not 12, but 11, and only those recorded I wrote really bad. Okay. Only once. Good. good. Okay. So that's the preposterment. That's the first one. We are the committee of preposterous preposterists. That's you, me, and Steve right now. And uh, when Mary met Cindy, I don't know what that is, and surrealists. Okay. Preposterphies are, po- are poetic iterations of theories of preposterous existence. That was your third white Russian. The, you wrote all that yeah, down. Yeah. Oh, the preposterometer. The preposterometer yeah. is a system of measurement not to exclude or include light speed in a vacuum cleaner. That, that was my time, idea. time, parameter, vertical, horizontally, and... Diagonally, Diagonally, except on Tuesday, Tuesdays. which has no system of measure yet double effective. That's right. Okay. So I will. So on, I will so, give, on, so, I will, on okay. so on. So this is what we do. Since we don't have Steve, we can't give a fair measure. Of yeah, we have to. You have to have. You have to have three minimal for a quorum. Right. And and, and, for, and this is the vote. scale. You can do a scale of one to eleven. Okay. One to eleven. And you can he do won't like a, remember. A one, we'll just tell him that he did it. Yeah, and and what it is, each of us will give our level of 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 our level of preposterometer measurement. Okay, we'll have to decide how it's measured. How it's measured is will it be in uh, inch water? Okay, so we'll have to figure out how it's measured in inches. It could be. We'll have to figure a measurement of preposterometer, and then each of us gives our our. Uh, see, we're we're going to do this in in a sort of a democratic yet um, electoral college manner, where each of us gives wow. a a our own measure, and since it's three of us, we take that, add it all up, divide it by three, and that gives us the measure, the preposterometer measurement of that podcast. It most definitely must be a prime three. Prime, okay. That's at least three. And it can be however many people we have on that podcast. Each has to give a measurement. And uh, if it's five people, we'll divide the full measurement by five and come up with the average. And that's how it will be done. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, man. A preposterometer mean times of measurement. So that includes the ruler. Uh We have a ruler. That's you. You started this. You are hereby. I hand you the ruler. Yes. Okay. Take Take it. it I have the ruler. We hit. I'll bring the tape tape measure. Tape measure. We need a bell. We need a cowbell. And that's because we have to have a ritual 
for the measurement. Well, we can always take minutes when we have. Okay. Right. I need new batteries for this guy. Yeah, Stephen you do need new batteries. I can't even understand what it's saying. <laughs> I don't understand stuff like that. My there time. you go. All right, I love man. that. Kids love playing with that thing. That's why it's broken. Okay. Yeah. So, so this. Oh, yeah, is we'll divide it. We'll divide it by three. By three, and, and not, not less than three. You do. You can do. We can always divide it by pi. Pi. Yes. That's old. If so, if it's three of us, we divide it by pi. So, speaking of that, I love. I love. You know how I love messing with people's brains. Yes. And we're we're talking about time. You know, we do linear time, and I, I always, you know, just I like to test people. It's like, where's your, what's your, we're gonna talk about something and bring something to the table, please. Right. Exactly. So I'll do, I'll do, I do this, I do this thing where, like a chalkboard. I do a timeline, and I put a zero. And. What I, I go forward, you know, and backwards, you know, and I use our calendar as a reference, you know, because people wanna, when did the calendar start? Mm-hmm. You know. That's a good I, question. Yeah, well, it it goes to the Gregorian calendars that we use now, but it also comes from the Julian calendar, which comes from Julius Caesar. But uh-huh. it was off a couple of days. But it's all based around the life of Christ. People don't That's know right. that. I know. Because, yeah. because in, in the Jewish religion, they're in the year 553, I, something. Off the top of my, Stevie would know because, you know, he's married to someone who is Jewish and goes right. to the temple, temple regularly. regularly. So yes. They, and they know that. So, but there's other calendars. But anyway, I just do a basic <coughs> timeline. Zero is starting. Right now. Basic, right. Well, no, it starts with the, the birth of Christ and you go forward. The AD, mean Anio Dominion, the, the year of our Lord, or BC, before Christ, or BC, <coughs> and you go backwards in time. Right. All right. But if you do just a regular number, just positives and negatives, plus negatives and negative numbers going the other way, you start at zero. And you count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then it repeats one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. And every nine numbers are all divisible. There's a math Tesla three, six, nine theory. All those numbers, if you add them together, whatever, can reduce down to a number three. And the same succession go down the line. But here's a thing that just people just will it'll twist your brain is you go one, two, three, you get to three, and all of a sudden you've got this equation called pi, 3.14. It goes on to infinity. Well, nice. numbers go on to infinity that way, and numbers go on to infinity that way. But all of a sudden you there's get to three, infinity. And, just, and there's a piece of pi that goes that way to infinity. Uh-huh. And you and God is God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Three. Yeah. To infinity. Very interesting. And beyond. All right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the sack, man. I'm I'm like I've I've drank two two Kahlua martinis and I'm You know, you confuse me when you say that because I know what you mean, but <laughs> 
when he says hit the sack, it is possible that he's actually saying, I'm going to go hit the sack. Yes, and I'm going to break it. I'm going to break gonna it. Get a sack. It's going to rip spill. it. It's paper, whatever. <laughs> All right, man. Bed, kick around. Whatever. We're going to we're going to end this here. Remember, folks, Richards, what's cooking mama pasta sauce? And we will okay. get Richards as soon as possible. Uh, we He's will get Richards as soon as possible. You think this was interesting? Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay. Yeah. All right, Woo-hoo. man. I'll I'll talk to you soon, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut off recording now. And uh, like Mind of the Mannequins page on Facebook. Like the page, the page. And uh, we're on. Uh, we are on. Uh, YouTube and Spotify. YouTube and Spotify. We're on Django Radio. We're on. Uh, we're all over the place, man. You just we're on Twitter. Mind Ot Mankins with a K on Twitter and uh, check it out. I'm not shy about my political views, so be ready for that, man. So uh, here we go. All right, I'll talk to you later, man. See you. <laughs>